Hi, welcome to episode 17 of Dinner and a Movie. I'm Kim. And I'm Mike. And we ate dinner and watched a movie. We sure did, Kimberly. Uh, would you like to know what we ate? Yeah, please tell me. <laughs> you and you, the listener. <laughs> <laughs> I kept it from you the entire time. You're like, what is this? I'm mm. like, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tonight for dinner, we had beef stroganoff. And, uh, with egg noodles and some roast broccoli. Um. And mushrooms. Yes, that's part of the stroganoff. Mushrooms make stroganoff? It's, it was in the recipe. I know, but is it in all stroganoff? Probably not. Okay. You ate it. I ate most of them. Well, I did my best. Yeah. They're so, just so You gross. could not eat them. I felt really bad because they were the ones from the can. Put all of them in it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh. I love them. Well, that's fine. <laughs> that's great. That explains yeah. why you ate them out of my bowl. <laughs> I didn't do that. I don't think I did. That I know of. Unless you put them in there when I wasn't looking. I did. Did you really? No. Oh. That would have been really gross. <laughs> don't worry. They're still in your in the bowl for you to clean later, sucker. Yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, t- there were some uh, can of mushrooms, as it was called for in the recipe, but uh, mostly it was um, beef. It was uh, chuck beef was what it called for. which The butt cut. I don't know. I don't know what that, I don't, I'm not a butcher. Yeah. Um, however, I was, I was pleasantly surprised because they had Chuck on sale at my local supermarket. So they had a million different, um, like pieces out and I got to pick, you know, like the exact amount that I needed. They had a nice two pound piece. Yeah. Chuck, um, the, um, show from NBC, the hit show, Chuck. <laughs> he bought DVDs and cooked them. <laughs> I'm silently looking at Kimberly <laughs> disapprovingly. It's okay. <laughs> Nobody wants Chuck. No, exactly. That's why it was Shush. on sale at the supermarket. <laughs> you be quiet. Yeah, and I bought two pieces. The second piece, I'm going to make a nice pot of roast for myself. And throw some purple carrots in there. Oh, God. And some potatoes. Yeah. Some, some baby golden Yukon. But that is neither here nor there, because mm. that's for my own business <laughs> and not for the podcast, yeah, it's fair. which we are currently listening to. Um, and recording. Yeah. So beef stroganoff uh, is pretty simple, really. Um, there's the chuck, the beef. Um, there's some green onions uh, that go in there. Um, it kind of simmers on the stove for about an hour after you brown the meat. Uh, it includes a little bit of sour cream, a little bit of white wine, uh, beef broth, flour, Salt, pepper, and that might have been it. Oh, like a tablespoon of mustard. Oh. Um, yeah, just regular yellow mustard. So, yeah, it's pretty easy. A lot of stuff that you might already have. Um, yeah. Or not very expensive to get. Um, and that gives you a beef stroganoff. And then the, the can of mushrooms, uh, which was part of the recipe, and I like those mushrooms. You mm. can also use fresh mushrooms or no mushrooms. It, that doesn't really affect the consistency of it. So, it's kind of just... Something extra if you like it. Okay. Um, the egg noodles I added because that's how we always had it when I was a kid, and uh, I feel like it's often served with egg noodles. Yeah. That's not actually part of the recipe, so you don't need to do that if you don't want. Um, they just seem to work pretty well with the consistency of the the sauce, the stroganoff sauce. Oh, so the recipe was everything but the noodles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, nice touch with the noodles because I love noodles. Yep. Yep. Delish. And and there's I've had it. I bought the white egg noodles, but it's also pretty good. I've had it with like long egg noodles. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm sure you use just regular pasta, regular wheat pasta as well. I put some ramen in it. That could work. Yeah. Ramen noodles. Yep. 
Without the ramen seasoning, of course. That would right. be terrible. Right, yeah, not the, not the Maruchan brand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I, I've, I've always wanted to have, like, good ramen and not, you know, <laughs> 10 for a dollar ramen. Well, I mean, you can <laughs> to cook. To try it. You can make, like, the broth and the ingredients and then use those packets of ramen. Yeah. If you don't want to go venture into a Kim's Asian market and look for ramen noodles. <laughs> Which I'm assuming probably aren't that expensive anyway, because it's just a noodle. Right. Like, <laughs> I wonder if they come in giant sheets that you'd have to, like, break apart huh. into little ramen portions. Good question. Good question. Yeah. I Any Asians out there, just yeah. get in touch with us and let us know. At, at my farmer's market, I see, um, like, locally handmade pasta, and it's very expensive. It's good. I bought it one time, and I'm like... I'm not going to pay this much for pasta. <laughs> oh, because it's really time-consuming to make by hand. Have you ever seen it done? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I, I helped my mom do it when I was a kid. Uh, she didn't do it so much when I got older because I think she's like, nah, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, this by Barilla. It's pretty good. My roommate got a uh, – <laughs> she has like a pasta maker extension on her um, mixer. Like KitchenAid type thing? Yeah. Yeah. On her KitchenAid mixer. And so I was there helping her one time and – it was so time-consuming for the same outcome. <laughs> yeah. See, so. now those in the – well, I don't know if they existed, but probably not when I when I was a little kid, you know, um, like 10, 8, whatever, mm -hmm. um, early 90s. Uh, and I'd help my mom because it was, it was a two-person job because her pasta maker was this big mechanical – kind of looked like a steamroller thing. Okay. And it was crank-operated. So you need one person to turn the crank and the other person, like, feed things yeah, into it. Yeah, hold all the dough. And then, and then like – catch catch the dough as it comes out so it didn't yeah. bunch up um so yeah unless you had four hands <laughs> you needed multiple people to do it yeah but um and it clamped onto the table it had like a little vice on the bottom oh wow it was a, it was a big just it was an event yeah it was a big block of metal okay <laughs> that's awesome it was fun yeah yeah um i feel like back in the day more uh like homemade noodles were made in Absolutely. General. Yeah, yeah. There's no time for and, it anymore. <laughs> they're good. They're very good. But, like, and then you don't realize, like, you don't get that much for the amount of work you put into it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to make a pound of pasta is a lot of, like, pasta to cut out yourself. Yeah, and a ton of flour. Yep, yep. <laughs> and uh, and when I was very little, my mom <laughs> would have to uh, make sure the dachshund wouldn't get it and wasn't always successful. <laughs> <laughs> a little dachshund that would try to eat the pasta because you, you have to dry it so she'd hang it like all over the house like over chairs oh and stuff. that's funny yeah <laughs> this little wiener dog's like oh boy he's like this is my christmas <laughs> <laughs> oh man i remember uh yeah i probably mentioned this numerous times because it's one of my only memories from being a child is making uh the manigat noodles Oh, I, I call them noodles, but I mean, they were essentially just the shells. Yeah, it's a tube. Uh, well, it doesn't start out as a tube. It's like a flat pancake. Ooh, yeah. Super flat, very thin pancake yep. uh, at the risk of lighting on fire, basically. <laughs> like, if you leave it just too much, it'll burn and you can't roll it. It mm -hmm. just, like, breaks apart. <laughs> um, and my great aunt Mary uh, gave us the recipe, but she couldn't do it because she had carpal tunnel. Oh. And you basically just like throw a dollop in the center of the pan and you just keep twirling it uh, and spinning it until it's flat. And uh -huh. then you put it down on the stove for like three and a half seconds and then <laughs> you take it off and that's it. But she couldn't do the twirl and my mom just didn't have the time for it because she doesn't like that. So <laughs> they're like, Kimberly, 
are you busy? <laughs> Twirl this with the pan, and yeah. you're so good at it. And wow, like, I never thought about that, making the manicotti um, shells. Oh, yeah. How time-consuming that would be. That is the worst. You know, when you're making linguine or something, you can just let it air dry. Yeah. Um, you don't even have to pre-cook it. So, yeah, geez. Manicotti is a huge pain in the ass, even if you buy the shells from the store. Oh, yeah. I've done that, and then I, I would make the filling, and then you got to get the filling in there. And it was like... This is terrible. <laughs> yep. Wait, can you buy Manicotti shells like as tubes? Yeah. Are they already in a tube shape? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So well, then you got to stuff them. And you got to bake them. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where you're like, you know, <laughs> there's easier ways that I can like stuff shell would be easier to stuff. Yeah. Because um, it's not a weird tube. It's not like filling a cannoli. Also, I didn't think to use a pastry bag. I used just like a spoon and like, I'm oh, just, like so you're just like shaking it around. Yeah, it, it didn't work very well. That's I mean, too it did bad. work, but it was a pain in the ass to do it. I can, uh, yeah. After the podcast, I can show you how to make a tube out of just wax paper. <laughs> <laughs> you have to buy a pastry bag. There, use a Ziploc. You cut the cut the side off. Oh, and I have a pastry bag that okay. I've only ever used for mashed potatoes. What did you use? that for uh, meat cake ah from many many years ago Oof. i made it was three it was meatloafs cooked in pie tins so they were flat <laughs> and then you had to kind of trim Stuff it with potatoes no they were like put on top of each other as like a layer cake and then there was potatoes were like the icing oh you didn't have like filler between the layers of there meat? was like ketchup and and mix of worcestershire in between in the two that's hilarious. The, the yeah, it was pretty good because yeah. I mean it was it was meatloaf and mashed potatoes. Like those are things you eat together anyway, and you already mush them together on your right, plate. Right, right. <laughs> like there was nothing there that wouldn't normally be in a meatloaf dinner. That's so funny. So, um, man, the best oh. part of that was, and I I need to find it. I found it on some website. The meatloaf recipe was fantastic. <laughs> like it had a little, like a little bit of bacon in it, but not a ton. So it wasn't like super bacony, but just like well, there's nothing wrong enough. with super bacon. No. Huh? Do you get sick of bacon? No, no, but like, you know, a little is good too. It's right. Better for you. Yeah. Certainly. <laughs> the hint. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. meatloaf is not necessarily like bad for you. Right. Not like eating, but if you just throw bacon all over everything, <laughs> it's like, nah, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was dinner. Uh, just had roasted broccoli, similar to, I think we've done that a couple other times. Yeah, it's um, delicious. I I don't really get fancy when it comes to making a vegetable, you know. Right. Uh, there's it's like, hey, here's some recipes I like. They're fine because vegetables. I, unless you're doing a vegetarian dish, I feel like a vegetables is a side, so people are fine with just kind of the staples, um, as far as preparing them. Yeah. You know. Also, in upstate New York, and I've said this before, fresh produce, uh, is often fairly limited as to what is actually good uh, in the winter. Broccoli is pretty good, really, any time of year. You can get it, mm. and it looks fine. It's very easy to identify, like, a good head of broccoli versus oh, a bad head of yeah. broccoli. There's some That's things, really easy. Yeah, some things you look at, and you're just like, oh, is this good, is this not? And then you get home, and you're like, ah, damn it. <laughs> yeah, once you open it up, yeah. you're like, oh, shit. Anything with <laughs> Worms. A, a, yeah, like um, melons, uh, squash, stuff like those. Things with, yeah. like, kind of a, either a, a thick skin or a shell. You know, it's, mm -hmm. who knows? <laughs> Things that I have no idea how to find a good one of. Oranges. 
Oh, I'm never buying orange. You just don't get good oranges in in from the supermarket. They're in, all in bruised. No, you gotta like special order them to, so they just like come straight up from Florida. Yeah, give me yeah. a good shit. Yeah. Well, what you gonna do? Yeah. How was your week? It was good. Great. Mine too. <laughs> oh, did you? Were you moving on to your next segment of? Yeah. Things I mean, you did, did you have there? anything else to talk about for oh. food? <laughs> The beef no. stroganoff was good, by the way. Oh, thank you. Even though it was full of mushrooms. Yeah. It wasn't chock full, but... Uh, it is funny, because stroganoff was something, like, as a little kid, I didn't really care for. And then, but when I was a teenager, I was like, this is good stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Once you appreciate meat... Because, like, when I was right. a kid, I didn't really, like, get it. I was like, oh, right. steak again. But yeah. now I'm like, yeah. I only want to eat steak and beef forever. Yep. I had a very unrefined palate as a child, as most children do. Yeah, they're yeah. all just little assholes. Like I want, I want nuggets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's funny because you told me what we we're going to eat today, right which is, uh, which was one of a few times that you've ever done that. Usually, I get here and it's a surprise. Uh, <laughs> but I stopped at the beverage center, which is across the street from the McDonald's. And even knowing what I was going to eat, I was like, Michael's going to make me some beef stroganoff. I smelled the French fries at McDonald's. I was like. That smells pretty good. Yeah. I should grab some fries before I get there. Did you? No. Oh. But I might on my way home. <laughs> <laughs> um, I probably won't. McDonald's fries are pretty good. Oh, yeah. They're I so think. good. Like, we lot talked of... about them a little bit ago. Okay. A couple episodes. Yeah. How most of their stuff is garbage and you feel bad after eating it. But their, their fries are decent. It's a. I mean, they taste a, good when they're hot and yeah. then they just turn into clay. Oh, yeah. When they're cold. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And they never go bad. Yeah. Somehow. No. You can find. A, but when you, when you get some when you get some of those French fries right out of the the, the fry pile, um, they're pretty good. Yeah, like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, which is and a lot of the other fast food places don't have great fries. No, but maybe it's because they're more potato. Maybe unless whatever McDonald's is yeah. using. Thin fries are pretty good, whether they're from McDonald's or from a real place. I, I often find like the shoestring fries to be pretty. Good. What are those, uh, like potato strings that you can buy at the grocery store? Oh. You know what I mean? They're like just like fruits. super thin fried pieces of potato flakes. Yeah. It's like Pringles if they were shredded up. <laughs> I could eat those all day. <laughs> Pringles are already like shredded up. Yeah. And they're <laughs> and not it, potato chips. And they're not extruded. allowed to say that. Yeah. <laughs> they, I feel like, uh, Pringles are just, they're like the particle board of chips, right? Yep. That's the whole idea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. All the shitty crumbs from every bag of real chips yeah. gets pressed into a Pringle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Now there's, you know, it's funny how I was saying how I didn't appreciate some things when I was a kid. There's things that I, that I liked a lot as a kid that just don't, don't really transfer into adulthood. Yeah. Pringles, Pringles being one of them. <laughs> It's like, you want a Pringle? No. I was such a shitty kid. I went on a family vacation once with another family. Yeah. And they were like, uh, what kind of food do you like to eat? <laughs> Pringles. <laughs> I said, this is what I said to them. Yeah. Okay. And then I was almost uninvited. I said, I like Campbell's chicken noodle soup and Pringles Ugh. and Mountain Dew. Oh. That's what I wanted to eat every day. And they're like, what are you kidding? And then I remember I cooked a can of the Campbell's soup and I didn't add water. And they're like, you're going to die. <laughs> literally just scooped the noodles and chicken out with a Pringle and that's how I ate it. Oh, because you were supposed to add a can of water to that, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like pure yellow. It looked like egg yolks. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I 
<laughs> very I, salty. I enjoyed that soup when I was a kid, but as an adult, I, I don't think I could do it. Um, I tried it once, and I was like, this is just egg yolks. Like, oh, yeah. it just looks bad. <laughs> it's got those fat globs on yep. it. Um, there's, there's no, it's like chicken gristle to like that they add in there. Like it would be better if they just didn't put it in there. The, I agree. The, the yeah. tiny vestiges of mechanically separated chicken. But that's how I feel about chicken and Chinese food actually too. Cause mm. I just, it's so like slimy. Yeah. Cause I feel like they just boil a whole bunch of pieces like to get it all done at once. Yeah. I generally, even, even like the fancy canned soups, I don't, I'm not really big on the meat they put in those no it's never very good it was like nah, yeah did, where did this come from i buy all those soups for the salt content and the noodles <laughs> <laughs> i leave all the veggies and any meat that's in it <laughs> oh, geez. yeah i mean but i yeah i get them instead of vegetable ones usually usually when i'm sick got a cold <laughs> go get some soup you know? yeah whatever um i remember finding like a double noodle like it's chicken double noodle soup Oh, like that extra noodles? All the noodles. And I was like, <laughs> I love those noodles. Jackpot. Yeah. yeah, I could eat those noodles all day. <laughs> and one day I did. <laughs> just bought like every just, can of those. Big can of salt. Yeah, they were just like a dollar a can. And I was like, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> Making it rain at the price uh, shopper. <laughs> you know, that, that kind of reminds me of how I was talking about spam a few episodes ago. It's like yeah. certain foods, if you put enough salt in it, become very good. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> ramen is another example of that. Yep. I, yep. Sometimes I get a hankering for ramen and I'm like, I don't know yeah. where this is coming from. It's weird. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> I can afford food and the, I just want ramen. When you make ramen, do you eat all the noodles, but do you finish off that bowl of broth? Uh, <laughs> this is going to be gross. I <laughs> throw potato chips in that broth. <laughs> <laughs> what you, wait, and you then like I mush them. them up so it's like soggy potato mush. Yep. No, I don't like stir them up or anything, but like I'll just throw like a handful of chips, let them get like brothy, and then I'll eat them because they're soft and they just they're full of salt. Wow, that took a turn I didn't expect. <laughs> yeah, I told you it'd be gross. Uh, so wait, but do you finish the broth? I do through osmosis and chips. Okay. Wow. That's even worse than I know. what I expected. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I like I don't even finish <laughs> the whole bowl of broth because there's always because I usually I eat ramen with like a fork. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I twirl it on a spoon you know. like spaghetti. And like I like the broth, but then once once all the noodles are gone, like I'll take a few sips and then I'm like I can't. Oh, I can't drink it. Yeah. But I was like, I'm I'll like, eat like, it through salty chips. <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna get a heart attack if I do that. Yeah, I will. Well, I can't. I don't finish the broth with chips, but I will throw as many okay. handfuls in there until I feel like I'm about to like die. All right. <laughs> <laughs> when I feel my. My like veins and arteries constricting from dehydration. You know, now that I think about it, I think it would actually be grosser to just drink it than it would be to have something sop it up, whether it be uh, bread or, or, or chips. I mean, do you drink soup broth when you're done eating the ingredients? If it's good soup, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't do that. I mean, but do you drink the milk from your cereal? I, you know, I, I used to not. But now I just put like a little less milk in, so yeah, I try to get a one to one ratio. Yeah, so that I bet like if if I am drinking milk at the end, it's just like kind of like a, just a quick sip. <laughs> yeah, because um, of course I I eat like Wheaties, you know, like adult cereals. <laughs> mm. 
Uh, but when I was a kid, yeah. Um, that sugary the sugary milk. cereal. There'd always be like a ton of milk left. I feel, especially like like uh, what was it? Lucky Charms. Oh, <laughs> Lucky Charms. I would not finish the milk because whatever it is turns that milk gray. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no well, it's, just all the, it's all the colors of the sugar. I guess. Sugar yeah. Oh, kind of like if you just eat a bunch of Skittles at once they and you look at it. They always turn my mouth Cause, red. Cause it like, doesn't hey. matter if I eat all purples, my mouth is red for some reason. Yeah. Maybe it's because it's burned with sugar. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I realize now that that was kind of, that might be unique to me, right? I just put a bunch of Skittles in my mouth and then like, like spit it out on my tongue to show, <laughs> to show my sister, like, hey, check it out. <laughs> that is unique to you. And Your sister like, would never uh, look gross. at, <laughs> she would never look at my mouth makings. <laughs> <laughs> so like, why are you doing this? <laughs> like, I did this to you. <laughs> Oh God! Taste rainbow. This has been terrible diet food chat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh man, I I exposed a lot about my garbage girl lifestyle just now. (laughs) All the salt that I eat. You're ramen. (laughs) Oh, what does salt affect in your health? Is it like your heart? I don't know exactly. It's not great for your heart. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's not. I know. I think if you have diabetes, you're, you're not supposed to have a lot of salt. Okay. So, like, it's not. It's bad for your blood pressure. I think. Oh, okay. Like it, it can raise your blood pressure. Mm, um, that makes sense. I know it makes you retain water. I don't know how big of a deal that is. So that's a good question. Yeah, I don't really know what too much salt does to you, but I know you shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> And people have to go on low-sodium diets, especially if they have heart issues. Yeah. So. Is that because of their medications, maybe? I don't know. But, uh, I don't know. I like to think that like, if I didn't consume as much salt as I do- maybe it makes your blood thick. I would just be like the healthiest human being ever. <laughs> if I could just get a handle on my sodium intake, then I could be maybe fast at running uh, or something. <laughs> uh, honestly- Some kind of sodium superhero. You need to cook- like prepare most of your own meals if you want to like have a normal sodium amount intake. Right. The more packaged foods you buy, the, the more out of control your sodium intake gets. Uh, yeah, that's uh, true. Because I mean, if you look at anything, especially anything in a can, because I think it has to do with the preservation. Anything in the freezer section. And, yeah, anything any of those that's meals? frozen uh, are usually so salty. Um, part of it has to do with preservation. Part of it has to do with making it actually taste like something. Uh, yeah. If they didn't put as much salt in those, they wouldn't. They'd be very bland. It's so funny though, because it's like zero, or like it'll be like ten grams of fat. Yeah. And then like seventy six grams of sodium. Yeah. Like that yep. doesn't seem like it's healthy for you, or like <laughs> over two hundred yeah. milligrams. Of and sodium. there's apparent there's different kinds of fat. I know saturated fat's bad for you, um, but then there's like fish fats, trans fats. Those are trans also- fats are bad for you. And there's actually, you don't see those as much. I remember there was a big to-do a few years ago about those, Oh, yeah. They have to take them out of everything. Yeah. Yeah. How do you do that, though? I wonder. Well, yeah, a lot of the things they were in were, like, weird, like, were processed foods anyway. So, like... Oh, okay. It's not hard to get them out because by just not putting them in in the first place. What's the other thing that's in bakery goods? But they were actually tasty, I think. Like, we want the trans fats because they're good. Yeah, I feel like uh, that had a big effect on, like, the bakery industry. Uh. This is something I should know because I work in a bakery, and this was just, like, an issue a few years ago uh-huh. where all of the um, recipes had to be adjusted. Huh. 
And this was funny because there was a newscaster on like channel six or not news nine, uh, which is our local. Like, oh, news. that's it's a local news station that is ran by Time Warner, I think. By yeah, what, by, by a, like a local cable. Well, it's not a local, it's a national company. Um, but it's, it, they had like a local news station that they ran that I think you only, you only got if you had cable through that particular company. Well, yeah, it's a time warrior thing and they yeah. have like the local branches. So if you go in different areas, they still have like the time warner news station. It's just. Okay. You know, it's just pertinent to that yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, Okay. So <laughs> this guy went to Coca Dots. Coca Dots? Yeah, which is a local bakery. Okay. Uh, and. <laughs> Was it Italian? Like Coca? Coca's my last name? No, like coconut, but Coca Dots. Oh, okay. Kind of thing, like sweets. Yeah. Uh, You've never heard of Coca Dots? No. Oh, okay. Well, uh, it's. I don't know. It was a big deal because like a woman started this company and it was just it just blew up all of a sudden. She was big into like making delicious cakes and cupcakes. Mm. That's what they were known for. And so when the trans fat thing was happening, the stupid newscaster was like, "All right." So I'd asked the owner of Coca Dots. I'm sorry, I forgot her name, but uh, he's like to make one cupcake the way she used to make it with the trans fats, and then one now with the new regulation trans fat limit. Blah blah blah. And he's like. I'm going to taste them now. And we literally just watched this asshole take a bite of two different cupcakes and then be like, the trans fat one's better. You have that to remember, is all. this was a 24-hour news station that only did news for the Capital District of New York State. God, this guy, though. <laughs> they did not have... There's not 24 hours of news. <sighs> I don't. I'm not. I don't think there's 24 hours of news in the world. If you watch your Fox News or your CNNs, mm. those are mostly bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So like, fill up time. <laughs> <laughs> like, just eat some cupcake on yeah. on the air, and he nearly like choked because like it was all crummy and like dusty in his mouth. Like, <laughs> he had an agenda. He was he was pro trans fat agenda. He was like I remember everyone was at the time. <laughs> They were like protesting and petitioning against it mm. and all that nonsense. Yeah, I ate some sardines the other day. I think they have the fatty acids or something. Amino acids, maybe that's good for you. I think. Yeah, they're like it's fat, but it's good fat. It's delicious fat. <laughs> eat the fat. Yeah, take good. out the. It's got the scales and the bones and everything. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh, how much of this are you cutting out? Do you think? <laughs> Nothing. Good. <laughs> All right, should we move on? Because now we've just, like, totally forgotten what we ate for dinner, which yeah. was beef stroganoff. Beef stroganoff. Check it out. Beef Pretty stroganoff. good. No. Uh, did we have a new segment for 2016? 15? 16? Uh, we Where talked about, like, we? what we did in the week. Yeah. You have anything worth mentioning? Uh, I can mention The Revenant. Yeah, you saw the, that. Uh, the movie where Leonardo DiCaprio fights a bear. Um, it was, yeah, I think overall it was good. It was two hours and 45 minutes. Um, I saw it in a Regal theater. It cost extra because it was the Regal premium experience, which I felt was kind of a scam. Was it was an extra five dollars to like the seats were a little bit nicer, and they said the sound was better, but the set, the speakers like the same. Yeah, and the screen was like a little bit concave. I think that's the right word where it curves towards you. Might be convex, doesn't matter. Um, I don't know. That might have been better. Again, just I think they were just yeah, trying did to get, that enhance your. I think they were just trying to get an extra five dollars out of us. Uh, but there was actually a lot of leg room in that theater, so I'll give them that. That was probably worth five bucks for me. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. For tall folks, it's it's getting tougher to get the leg room these days. Uh. Um, 
But yeah, so it was a very long movie. Uh, I liked it overall, but the plot was fairly simple. Wasn't, it was a fine plot. It wasn't bad. Is this a movie based on a true story? It was, it's based on a book and the book is based on a true story. Okay. So I don't, I don't know how close to, to the book it is. Or to real life. And I don't know how close the book is to real life either. Okay. But, um, it's based on the fact that a guy got lost in the woods and yeah, then everything after else being is... attacked by a bear. Uh, it's yeah, so it's set in like I think they start in Montana and end up in South Dakota in 1823. Holy shit! Which they never say in the movie, and that bothered me. They could have just said like Montana 1823, <laughs> mm. or like gave it because I kind of had to like figure out. I'm like, well, they've got those old timey guns and there's mountains, so I think they're somewhere in the Rockies and probably in the early 1800s. Blah blah blah. Um, and that's just because I'm like, your history. I know book. history stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I just I felt like that would have taken them a second to just flash it on screen, say kind of where whereabouts they were, whenabouts it was. Yeah, but you know what? Something like that. I'm not a history person. Yeah. Uh, I would not have applied any okay meaning to that. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's that's fair. That's fair. And then I looked it up afterwards. So it was fine. Um, okay. So yeah, Leonardo is uh, he plays this guy um, who is with a group of other guys. They're fur trappers, and they get, um, you know, waylaid by uh, Native Americans and are trying to escape, and then Leo gets attacked by a bear, and they hmm. kind of leave him for dead, um, but he doesn't die, oh. and he's trying to get back um, to with civilization. Them? Oh, to them. No, yeah, to them. Okay. Um, and also he wants revenge on Tom Hardy because uh, um, he feels that he... Did him wrong by leaving him. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, do you agree? Oh. Do you agree with the vengeance plot? What? Based on watching it, do you think he should go after Tom Hardy? Yes, because this is something that they don't. That I don't think. I don't know if this was in the book, but I don't think it was in real life. Uh, Leo's got a son character, uh-huh. and um, Tom Hardy kills him. Oh, when they're trying to leave Leo for dead. Which gives him a reason to want oh, to kill okay. Tom Hardy. Because in real life, I don't think he got revenge on anybody from what I was looking at. Yeah. I, like, he found the guys who did it, but he, like, forgave them. But that's a real part? What? Like, they really killed his son in real life? No, there was no evidence that he had a, a son that was part, Oh, okay. Part Native so American. maybe they just... There was, and there was no evidence that he had a, a wife that was Native American. Like, they added some backstory. Like, his okay. wife had been killed. Yeah, just in, like, give him a, depth. a U.S. Army raid and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just have something. Yeah. Um... So, oh, back, so anyway, the plot was very simple. I didn't feel like it was enough plot for a two hour and 45 minute movie. There's long stretches with no dialogue. Um, now it's, it has the same runtime as Hateful Eight, but Hateful Eight has people talking almost the entire movie. Yeah. And things happening. Revenant, that still feels very long. It, so it, I can't even it's, imagine. It's a There's a lot of parts where it's just people walking through the woods. Now, this might be one of the best made movies I've ever seen. Really? Yeah, the shots, the nature shots are fantastic. If you look at the behind the scenes, uh, Alfonso, no, not Alfonso Cuarón, who did Gravity. It was uh, Alejandro Inarratu who did Birdman. Yeah. Um, it looks like it was very difficult for them to film, but they did like the technically it ended up very good. Uh, like a lot of natural sound, they use only natural light to film. Oh, wow. so they can only film like a couple hours a day. Yeah, they filmed in the winter. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's just, you can tell it's just them filming in nature and walking around nature. 
to the point that there's a few times, like including the bear, where it's CG, mm-hmm. that it, it kind of sticks out. Um, and even though the bear is like very well done CG, like, like the best I've seen for an animal, yeah, probably in a movie. All that hair, right? But still, compared because it's such a naturally shot movie, you're just like that's eh, CG. <laughs> oh boy, okay. <laughs> just because it's a Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> no, no, it, 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 it looks very good, and um, you know, and that's the bear attack is a pretty well done scene. Uh, but that's like five minutes out of the movie. <laughs> I didn't really know what I was getting into. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, yeah. And overall, I'd say it kind of, it peaks at the first act and then plateaus after that. Okay. Um, so I don't know, maybe rent it. <laughs> Oscar worthy, do you think? Cause it uh, is up for best movie. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It wasn't my favorite of okay. the year. And was Mad Max better? Yeah. Okay. Now and Th- which is another Leo nominee. was fine in it, but he doesn't say much. Well, he's alone most of the time. Yeah, I imagine. and like it seems like 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 well, he did all this stuff, and I'm like well, that's cool, but like endurance things is not the same as acting, right? So, but he was good in it. Okay. Um, Tom Hardy was very good. He's good in everything. I love him. Um. <laughs> Like he's he's like Tom Hardy's in two Oscar movies. Yeah, that's so right. I don't know if he got a nomination for for best supporting actor, but I thought he was very good in The Revenant. Um, his character was he was the villain basically, but like you didn't hate the guy and you understood his motivations for doing the things he did. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, you learn more about him than you do Leonardo DiCaprio. I felt. Oh. At times. <laughs> oh, um, man. You got Domino Gleason in there <laughs> as well. Oh, great. Yeah. That, he's quietly been in a bunch of big movies in 2015. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sneaky bastard. Yeah, I was like, hey, it's this guy again. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, but that's probably all I'm going to say about The Revenant now. Um, Which was everything. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can edit out that spoiler. No, part. that's fine. <laughs> well, maybe um, you should. <laughs> I yeah. have no idea. Uh, yeah. So, it's a very, it's a very long, slow paced movie. Um, very beautiful to look at, uh, but overall, fairly simple plot that didn't really resonate with me after watching it because it's there's just not like a ton to think on. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, um, I kind of like those movies though. Those yeah. are more for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So because I remember finishing Birdman and I'm like, I oh yeah, I'm not smart enough to even yeah. know what this is supposed <laughs> it's to be. Still, it's still Birdman. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're like, whoa. Hey, a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on. Where's here. the tie-up at the end of this movie where they explain to me what I'm supposed to get out of it? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep, yep. Um, but uh, that's good. I did, who I don't know who the cinematographer and like director of photography were, but I definitely you should look them up and probably check out who, what other stuff they've done and what other stuff they're going to like do. them on Facebook. Yeah, because they they seem to know they seem to have a pretty good handle of how to make a movie look good. That's cool. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. Um, yes, that was a big movie I saw this week. Um, you seen anything, TV, uh, movies that you thought were cool? Let's see. Well, I finished Making a Murderer. I don't know if that's cool or not. but that... Everybody's talking about it. <sighs> Did I you watch it? it? No. <laughs> I mean. Did they make him? <laughs> oh, yeah. They made him hard. Uh, <laughs> um, it's only 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. It's got a, you know, it's. Deals with. I feel like I talked about this last. Did I talk about this last week? You did. Okay. Yeah. Well, but you weren't done with it. I know. I basically stopped at episode so, eight. Yeah. 
So are you giving it like a yay or nay uh, overall? It's just, I don't know. It's tough. Like, it's really easy to watch the first eight episodes, uh-huh. and then you just lose steam. The eighth, ah. the eighth episode is the verdict of the case. Okay. Uh, then the ninth episode goes into a different court case that uh-huh. ha- that is related to this one. Huh. And then the tenth episode is like a recap, and it's like catch-up, because yeah. uh, the... The trial takes place back in 07, I believe. Okay. So then the 10th episode is like kind of fast forwarding through time. It'll show like the, a couple year window. Be like, this is what's happening to him now. Everyone's still in prison. Like, blah, blah, blah. Huh. This is how he's fighting the appeals. Appeals get denied. Blah, blah, blah. And then like Netflix gets all of this guy's lawyers together. Like everyone who's ever been involved in the legal process for him. They get them together and they're like, what do you think can happen now? Is there any chance of him getting anything? And then they just discuss the options, the very few sad options that <laughs> could possibly happen. And then, you know, then it just ends. And I'm like, huh. I wish I didn't bother watching the last three yeah, episodes yeah. of this. I already knew the verdict, number one, because I remember it. I Like, I know where he is now, so it's like I know the verdict. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always have a – I don't like – Movies or TV shows that have like a lot of like a long epilogue after mm. your natural climax of the story, right? Whether whatever it is they're trying to tell, um, like I'm kind of like, all right, we hit the high point and then let's wrap it up. <laughs> let's yeah. wrap it up quick. That's um, how I was based. I mean, I finished the three episodes yesterday. Yeah, watched them all at once. So <laughs> the whole week, uh, I didn't care about it. Yeah. Whatsoever. There's not a ton of movies that I can think of off the top of my head, but there's some where just you have yeah your natural like climax, and you're like, all right, story's set, we're good, and then it keeps going for a bit, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> Kill Bill's one of those movies, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the James Bond movie Skyfall could have ended like half an hour before it did. Mm. But then they decided to have, like, a whole extra sequence. Um, not more than a sequence, really, where they, like, went to another location. They did a bunch more stuff. And I'm like, oh, should have wrapped this up at the previous location. Yeah. <laughs> like, it wouldn't it wouldn't have even been that hard <laughs> to, like, change the script to have been, to have them resolve things in <laughs> where they were. Yeah. And they're like, no, we got to go on a road trip and then <laughs> have a gun fight. You know, Django is actually one of those, Scotland. too. Django, Django is an excellent example of that, Django Unchained. Yeah. yeah. Um, where you think you're at the the end of the movie. Because um, there's a shit ton of stuff happening. But then you've got, like, another half hour where... And you kind of come back to, like, the same location. <laughs> right. Where you so had the previous like, Why climax. did we need all that other bullshit? And kind of like, oh, huh. <laughs> like, we could have just... Work that into it somehow. Yeah, it's like one of those things where, like, restructured. Tarantino's like, "Hey, wait a minute, my cameos. We forgot my cameo in yeah. this movie. <laughs> I gotta get in here." And then yeah. he shoots a dynamite, and I blow up. <laughs> <laughs> dynamite that he's holding. Mm. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> and that's why that movie was long yeah. as well. <laughs> Dumb fat Tarantino. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Yeah, anything else about Make You Murder? Yeah, I don't know. Everyone's, like, you know, freaking out, signing, like, signing petitions, trying to get the president to pardon him, and it's like... (laughs) He's not gonna do that. Right. (laughs) I mean, it's just very scary. 
There's one line uh, that one of the lawyers say, and because he has two very smart and very good, genuine defense lawyers uh-huh. who are like, this is really fucked up. Like they're like, we've never seen anything like this. Blah blah blah. So then they're ta- they're doing like a confessional type thing into the camera in the last episode, and one of his lawyers actually says like, you can always say you're never going to commit a crime, but you can't guarantee you won't be accused. And then he's like, it's at that point that you will care about how bad our justice system is. He's <laughs> like, it's easy to watch this, to watch this and look on and be like, it's not that bad. Yeah. But once it happens to you, and I was like, oh, it's terrifying. <laughs> I was like, it's really scary. <laughs> and it's so true. And so, uh, it's pretty good <laughs> that, like, just the fact that they can make statements like that, mm. be cool about it. Mm. But I mean, who really knows, you know? If he's guilty or not. Based on this documentary, he's clearly not guilty, but the court case went on for like nine months. Right. There's no way they showed every everything. Yeah. That and was you presented. don't know how clear the court or the documentary was. Yeah, I mean it's clearly biased yeah. on his account. A lot of documentaries are biased in one direction or another. Right. Um from from the ones that I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> So. Actually, was um, what was that one from HBO? Oh, the Jinx. Yeah, I felt like when was they started, biased? they weren't trying to be biased, but then just the more they talked to the guy, the more I feel like towards the end they're just like, this guy's clearly a murderer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like starting out, they're like, oh, this is interesting. Let's take a look at it. Um, right. But then they're like, like, let's see if we can get him to confess. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's just like, like we've spent enough time following this guy around that we know that he's up to something. I mean, it was funny that, like, <laughs> during the filming of that documentary, he got arrested for trespassing. Um, oh, yeah. He just, like, showed up at his brother's house. Yeah. He was, like, like, hanging out outside. Well, I feel like he got kind of coerced into that because they knew he was looking for where his brother lived. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, we know that's your brother's apartment. He's like... I'm going to go over there. And they're like, okay, we're going to film you. <laughs> and like, <laughs> No, that was security cam footage that they showed him at his brother's well, place. Well, they showed, like, the crew of the documentary showed him where he lived. Right. And then he they goes did. back. Yeah. By himself. And his like, his brother who doing? had a restraining order on him. Yeah. For, like, why did you do that, camera crew? Like, for, keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, because he's obviously a psycho. And he made threats to his brother and his brother's family, I believe. Um. So yeah, <laughs> uh, his brother wanted absolutely nothing to do with the documentary, which I can understand. Oh yeah, it's definitely. Like, it's like I, I don't know that guy. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> like he's crazy. Don't talk to us. Um, he's like a successful uh, real estate guy in New York. Yeah. So. That was The Jinx from HBO. The Jinx and Making a Murderer. Yeah. Jinx is only six episodes. That's good. I mean, yeah. I wish more documentaries were like that. Just I wish like a lot real... of things were six episodes. Yeah, just quick to the point. Boom. Television would Done. be so much better if it had less episodes that were just like nicely thought out. I think the problem is like we're running out of ideas. Absolutely. So you got to drag them on as long as possible. It's, it's, AKA how I met your mother. <laughs> right. It's it's difficult when you're building or when you're making a television show when you don't know when it's going to end. You're like, we're just going to take this as long as we can until 
you know, the, like the, until the, the, the ratings until, go down, until we get canceled because of poor ratings, or one of the principal actors just doesn't want to do it anymore, right? Um, <laughs> and it's very difficult to plan for. <laughs> yeah. So did that happen with Breaking Bad? Do you think? No. They just knew they wanted to end it at when they ended it. Oh, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Like I think they had a. a well, not they didn't like initially have a plan for five seasons. I think they initially had a plan for like, you know, the first like just a season of a show, right? And then they kept going. I don't, I don't know. That's actually a good question, but I don't think, um, like anybody wanted out, and it certainly wasn't getting bad ratings. It was like the highest rated yeah. show on on AMC. Um, so yeah, like ever, yeah, yeah. Except for the wire, it, it had a that was not an AMC. Was HBO. No, I know. Oh no, no, I'm no, saying, saying ever. Yeah. yeah, people, people who people, people who, who like ba- Breaking Bad loved the wire. That's that's 100 true. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I haven't even started Breaking Bad because I liked the first season of the wire, yeah. but it, I felt no desire to watch anything else of it. Yeah, I'm done. So um, there's, I'm good. Yeah, Breaking Bad has um, a pretty cohesive arc. I felt to it and uh it it didn't feel like it ended too late or too early okay I thought, I so they just timed it well yeah i remember going into the fifth season thinking because the fourth season ends with a pretty good wrap-up mm-hmm. of a lot of things and then there's like we're doing a whole other season i'm like oh what's it gonna be about <laughs> <laughs> wait who are you gonna talk about <laughs> um but then it turned out to be really good and because they brought up a lot of other things they're like well you didn't think about this and this and it's like oh yeah. shit like just he had to cover tracks and, and what have you and okay try to not get caught by the police <laughs> yeah and dance around in his underwear that's what i get from the ads oh <laughs> uh, no that's <laughs> all the commercials he's just in his underwear and boots or yellow jacket hazmat suit i don't know what he's doing i forget why he had to get in his underwear i think it might have just been really hot <laughs> in, in their little meth van oh, the, the meth God. camper oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh, so that's good premium television <laughs> yep brian cranston and prestige dramas <laughs> and then we'll watch hell on wheels and low winter sun oh god and, and the badlands and rubicon <laughs> <laughs> the other shows on AMC. Yeah, I was like, "What are What's you?" Badlands. It's a show on AMC. Oh, jeez, <laughs> it is terrible. But oh. I can't stop watching. It's got a lot of kung fu and like sword fighting. Okay, and I don't I'm like this. Is nice. The shows I just said, I don't know if they're good or bad. I just know that like they were on, and I and I just didn't care. <laughs> oh, there's the. Is it the turn? Halt and catch fire. Oh, turn. Yeah, that was the one about the Revolutionary War. Yeah, all the oh. spies. Yep. Halting Catch Fire was about, like, the early days of, like, personal computing and, like, people making computers. What is that, Doctor? Whom? No. (laughs) Mm, I don't know. I can't think of the name right now. It'll come to me later, probably. A person? Doctor Robot? Oh, Mr. Robot. Robot. uh, He never got his doctorate, please. Okay. (laughs) Stops after graduate. It's just Mr. Robot. (laughs) Let's, Let's take it down a notch. Is that show any good? I've heard it's very good. Haven't seen even a second of it. Okay. I don't even know how to find it. Who's it's got Christian Robot? Slater. What? Yeah. Oh, we got to start watching that. And um, Stay tuned for our sister podcast, uh, Mr. Robot. <laughs> Domo Arigato. <laughs> I know, the main character, I forget his name, but he's in the Pacific, and he's pretty good in that. Uh, uh, him. He's, it was him, him and the kid from Jurassic Park. <laughs> the original. Mm. Who's a grown ass man now? No way. Yeah. No to all of this. Yep. 
Okay. The Pacific, it was the World War II one, the Pacific. Oh, I was thinking Pacific Rim. Well, no, because I, I didn't like, say Pacific Rim. I was like, that guy's from Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> oh, Charlie. Not Charlie Day. He's from It's Always Sunny. Charlie. Charlie something else. Eh, oh, sure. Hunnam? I don't know. I don't know his real name. I didn't okay. watch Sons. Everyone <laughs> yeah, told me that. Charlie Day was in Pacific Rim. He was, and he's one of the best characters. <laughs> Him and Burn Gorman. BFFs. Man, when they do that stupid handshake, it's so good. The high five. Burn Gorman showed up on an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Really? Yep. In walker crutches? In hand, arm crutches, hand crutches. No, he's a scientist. Damn it. Why would he be in crutches? Well, he had them on the movie. That's why. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, he always had the... He was just... He was disabled. <laughs> oh, oh, one of those things. Yeah. No, he's not like that. <laughs> You Too remember bad. him from Dark Knight Rises? Oh, I do remember. <laughs> this is a burn cast. <laughs> uh, talk about George Burns, Burn Gorman. We didn't talk about George Burns. No, I'm just saying. Not yet. <laughs> a man famous for being old. Oh, and smoking cigars. Yep. Anyways, let's uh, talk about the movie. We the watch. movie we watch. It's Oscar season, Michael. It is. Uh, you saw an Oscar-nominated movie, Revenant. <laughs> And we just watched one tonight yep. called Anomalisa. Anomalisa. 90 minute short. What's it called? Oh, that wasn't short. No. It was an anim- uh, stop Animated, motion Stop animation. motion. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Animated was, um, stop motion film. It was like, you know, puppets that were then animated. Oh, it was so stop good. Stop motion. Like your. It was a very smooth <laughs> version of Robot Chicken. Like your James and the Giant Peach <laughs> or your Nightmare Before Christmas. No. Or Wait, that your... was stop motion? Yeah. Was Box Trolls? Uh, that was probably computer. Okay. Um, I can't tell the difference between that. Like, your co- remember America Coraline? Co- yeah. That's computer, right? I think so. But it looks like see it. it looks like stop motion. You can computer stuff to look like clay. Right. Sometimes they call stop motion animation claymation because clay was often used, um, you know, decades ago because yeah. it's easier to manipulate. Like okay. it is, they probably used clay a lot on uh, Robot Chicken. Probably not, because they were all little action figures. Or they use action figures. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which is my favorite. I noticed that one, one, of the, one of the producers of this film was Dino Stamatopoulos, who I remember, because he's got a very, very memorable name, memorable name. <laughs> uh, he worked on a uh, stop motion animation show called Moral Oral, which was about uh, a young boy living in a uh, very religious town. Um uh, it was a comedy that was on the uh, Adult Swim and Cartoon Network a number of years ago. I think it ran for a season, probably had 15 episodes or some such. And it was stop motion as well. And it was stop motion, okay. yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, apparently, probably other people didn't as much since it only had one season. <laughs> well, I mean, it's tough because like Adult Swim is on so late. Right, right. And like, yeah. word of mouth is basically the only way to get advertising Metal- for that stuff. Metalocalypse was on for like five years. Oh, God. That and was it- probably just like self-produced. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been on for like ten years. It should still be on. It should be. It might be. We vo- don't know. I don't think it is. Okay. Had the voices of Tommy Blodgett and Brendan Small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of home Tommy movies. Tommy Blodgett. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah. So, yeah. We watched Anomalisa. Anomalisa. What do you um, think of it? I... Think I really liked it. I liked it too. It just didn't leave me feeling very good at the no, end. No, it's 
it's what, what did I said. I said it was profoundly sad. Yes. And yeah, I agree. I still think that. Yeah, this is an Oscar nominated. It's nominated for the uh, animated series, right. animated movies, yeah. animated film. So okay. it's up against uh, the only other one that I know. I think is Inside Out, which is a Pixar. Movie. Okay, I've heard that was very good. I have not seen it yet. It's cute. Yeah. I watched that, and I. I cried because it's a Pixar movie, of course. So I just didn't want to bring that over here. <laughs> I decided to go with the dramedy. Was it like upset? <laughs> um, no, it's like Toy Story sad. Okay, so not sad. Well, sentimental sad. <laughs> so like, you you mean by you cry, but I don't. Yeah. Well, you didn't cry it up. You're a monster. <laughs> I cried on the inside. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> um. <laughs> Just sucking my tears. This was very interesting because um, there were only three distinct voices in the whole movie. Yes. At, the, at first it was a little confusing, and then you kind of understand why they went for that. Yeah. You got your main character, um, which is Steve. John Thulis. Steve Thulis? Oh, I I thought his real... Oh, his name was Michael Stone. Michael in, Stone, in, in, in the, the character the, name. In the film. Yeah. And then everyone else... Uh, which is how it's credited, is done by Tom Noonan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he does a fairly similar voice for all of them. He's not trying to do different voices. Um, and then there's a woman who is voiced by Jennifer Jason Lee, whom you may recall from uh, The Hateful Eight yeah. uh, recently. And uh, who's she, uh, Tom Noonan, or not Tom Noonan, um, uh, Thulis' character, Michael Stone, meets her. And he's like, oh, you have a different voice. Uh, because the way he he's feeling through the world that everyone has the same voice, that everyone's the same. He's a he's a businessman. Um, he um, he's an author. He wrote a book about customer service. He's going to give a yeah. uh, a he's talk. He's almost like a motivational speaker. Kind of yeah. Thing. Going to give a talk at a at a convention at a hotel in Cincinnati. Yeah, for customer service individuals. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, like the way that this guy has fame, it seems like everyone's like on board with his book. Yeah. I read your book. All productivity went up ninety percent because of you. Blah blah blah. Like I'm a better manager and team player now because of you. Yep. So, uh, do you know who Tom Noonan is, by the way? I know the name. I don't know what he's been in. Probably like every movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I. I mostly recognize him from Last Action Hero. I've never seen that, actually. What? Yeah. I was oh. Because it was the year of Jurassic Park. It's such a good movie. Came we should out. watch that next week. Do you know this face? Uh, Do you recognize this man? Yes and no. Like I said, I've probably seen a bunch okay. of movies he's been in, but like... Oh, he's in Bill and Ted's. He plays uh, Death. <laughs> oh no! Bill <laughs> bogus journey. I do remember him one hundred percent. Yep. Oh god! Of okay. all the movies <laughs> that I have to remember someone from. Well, it's fun. Hey I, man, you were death in Bill Ted's Bogus Journey. He's also Frankenstein in the mods, mod squad. Mod squad. Bot squad. No. Monster squad. Monster squad. <laughs> That's an old one. I he's haven't seen that. Frankenstein. Either. He plays Frank. <laughs> I haven't seen. That. What? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair. I actually... Oh, he's in RoboCop as well, it looks like. Oh, oh, who is he? I don't know. That's the scene. I don't remember that. Is that RoboCop 1? I don't know. Is that RoboCop 2? It's, uh... Have you ever seen RoboCop 2? RoboCop 2. Oh, okay. I need to... I've heard RoboCop 2 is actually pretty decent. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I need to to get on that one. Maybe in March we'll watch RoboCops. Yeah, I've heard RoboCop 3 is pretty bad. (laughs) 
And it, it's not even Peter Weller. They got some other doofus. Oh, they probably kill him off. No, no, it's like the it's still RoboCop, but they just didn't they couldn't get Peter Weller back for a third one. Oh, okay. So Oh, and that's never uh, a good sign. <laughs> then there's uh this guy who's in the Harry Potter movies. He's the main guy. Who is? This character. Thulis? Thulis. Oh, he's um He's the wolf. He's a uh, yeah. Uh wolf wolf man. Wolf gang puck. Um he dies. Okay, in, very in the last good. One. So does uh, Tonks Coffee. They both die? Yeah, they were married. Yeah, that's get, why I'm sad. I think it got at uh, the Battle of... Of Wizards. Um, uh, what's the school they go to? Hogwarts. Battle of Hogwarts. Oh, okay. I never saw the last movie, but I read the book, so there. You didn't You didn't bother to watch them? Nope. Okay. I, watched, I watched the first seven. That's amazing. <laughs> I just didn't watch Deathly Hallows Part 2. <laughs> you're probably better off. It was very dramatic and slow. Oh, that's one of those I, movies where you're like, "This Deathly Hallows Part One was not interesting to me." Yeah, and it's funny because like, we like, were all the like, interesting things going to be the next one. See you here. I'm like, eh. you don't see me. Eh. That's kind of what Hunger Games is doing to us right now. Oh, I didn't see those last two. They're out. They're done now. Both of them. Yeah, the second one came out. Or the Remus Lupin. Yeah, uh, Part Two of Two. Hunger Games, Mockingjay, Catching Fire. <laughs> I don't part, know. Part two. Yeah, sure. What I'm not going to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be there. So I need to lead it. Uh, maybe on the next podcast we'll watch it. <laughs> I didn't see part one. Okay. Probably don't have to. I, I know. I read all the books. Yeah, me too. See? I am uh, I'm a read man. I, I'm a wordsmith. I'm a booksman. <laughs> I'm a page turner. <laughs> oh man! Let's read the new Dan Brown novel. Whoa! I read. Four, Is he still uh, making books? I don't know. I don't. I mean, why would he? It's like I could write a book, or I could just roll. He's around. He's the M Nine Shyamalan. It's like I could just roll books. around on my money. Yeah. It's like I was like I can't spend this money that I have. I have so much. M Nine like, like fuck it. <laughs> Oh boy! It was like I was gonna, but then there's I just my desk was covered in money, and I couldn't find my pens. And like, that. was there a part in uh, <laughs> Anomalisa that struck you in any way, positive like a, or like negatively? A criminal. Yes. <laughs> uh, I like the plane flying around <laughs> at the very beginning. <laughs> no, um, I liked. Uh, I liked how it was stop motion. Uh, that was pretty cool. It was they didn't really do anything that like would have kept it from being live action really like there was nothing like fantastical about it mm-hmm. um but I, I don't know something about it being stop motion they just did it looked cool it, it gave it a very distinct look um it's different yeah and everyone had like these kind of seams on their faces mm. uh that i thought was interesting um there was i like the lighting I feel like they did a really good job with that, like, making it look natural. Yeah. Like, a lot of it's in just, like, a hotel or a hotel room. Um, and I was like, oh, I've basically been to this room. Because <laughs> it, it looked like a real hotel room. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is to say nothing special. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And, oh, I mean, overall, I like the story. I, I Like I said, I felt it was profoundly sad mm. um, about people that were just unhappy with their lives and 
you know, you didn't feel like they were going to get any happier at the end. I feel like the overarching uh, theme is that you may find something better, but it's all the same shit after a while. Yeah. Which is a super bummer. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, you know, and for, for something that was such a bummer, it had like a lot of levity in it, too. Yeah. I mean, there was, oh, man. Saying that out loud made me sad again. (laughs) <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, this times was fairly heavy. Yeah. And, uh, just. Cause it's, essentially it's a married man. He goes to a different state. Yep. He calls up an ex flame of his after 11 years. Yeah, like an ex girlfriend. Yeah. Sound like they were together for a while. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing. So he calls her up. They have a, a little fight in the hotel bar. Yeah, she she's, she's like, she's like, why did you call me? What? What is? Yeah, this? Yeah, like, what do you think you're doing? And yeah, like, you want to come up to my room? Did she have a different voice? No. Okay, nope. same voice. She had the same voice. Um, he just put a little bit of inflection on it. Oh, it, well, it Senor, starts. Senor Newman. Uh, yeah, we should rewind just a quick second. He's reading a letter from a woman. That was her on the plane, right? Yeah. But you don't know that it's not his wife, right? Yeah, you don't really know much about him at that point. Right. So he's just reading this letter. You think he's getting a divorce. He's yeah. separating, whatever, because it's a very angry letter from a woman. Yeah. Uh, turns out that he calls up the woman from the letter after he calls his wife, yeah. speaks to his son, and then uh, says he's just going to call it a night. Calls this ex. Uh, she agrees to meet him at the hotel bar. There's a scene, and she leaves. And then he's lonely, and he hears... He's taking a shower drunk. Yep. He hears a voice in the hallway and he's like, that's a person. I need to talk to that person. And then he just starts pounding on doors, meets these two women who know who he is based on his book. And then uh, has some drinks. It's funny because he's attracted to this woman because her voice is distinct. Yeah. Which is. It's cute. And it it's I think I thought that was a really good idea. In making it significant for the audience, like, hey, keep an eye on this one because she's the only other voice yeah, in the movie. Yeah, it was confusing at first how, well, I'm like, why is everyone's voice the same? But then it makes sense once you learn the character. It just feels like everyone's the same. Everything's the same. Yeah. He just seems deeply unhappy. He's very, he's kind of like, he looks very unhappy. He's, he's just a super bummer. Sitting in his hotel room. Um you know, going to the hotel room, all that stuff. Yeah, he, like, clearly doesn't care about his body. He's drinking a lot. He's yeah. just like, who cares? Which is also really funny that he's a customer service, like, yeah, yeah. booster guy or whatever. Facade. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was good. My favorite part of the movie was the sex scene, for there sure. Is, I was joking when I said, I'm like, it would be funny if there's, like, a long puppet sex scene. Um, and then there was, and then ta-da! <laughs> it was, I'm like, I'm like, how long is this movie? Is it like ninety minutes? I'm like, that was a long sex scene for a ninety minute movie. Yep. Also, they're puppets. That's so, great. Like, I couldn't help. I couldn't. I, like, I had to laugh because it was just absurd. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I loved Two puppets. it. He's it was... a puppet dick, <laughs> but not sexually. No, you, you see no. it when he gets out of the shower. Yeah. <laughs> And then he hears that voice and he's wagging around, like looking for his clothes yep. frantically. It's my fantastic. Pants. Falls over while he's trying to put his pants on. Also, whoever like did this really nailed like 
person, like individual mannerisms. Yeah. Because like he does a lot of shit that like anyone would normally do, but you just don't think about. Like, yeah. comes out in a towel, but then he just drops it because he's alone in his hotel room. Yeah. So like, why would you walk around in a towel? Yeah. No need, dude. Yeah. The the animation's great. They they look like. Like, it's still stylized, but they look like people. They don't look like weird puppets. Yeah. When they move around and do stuff. It reminds me of, like, um... And there were some good, like, shots with the camera and, and stuff. and Yeah. You know. Like, the Polar Express? Oh, well, Tom Hanks? Do you remember that? Was that weird, was, was computer that, Tom Hanks? What is all of that? Was Hugo also that same type of animation? I think so. Where they tried to make it look, like, photorealistic. Yeah, kind of. It just makes me think that they put sensors all over these people's faces. Oh, they probably mocap some. Well, they probably didn't mocap Tom Hanks, but they probably mocap somebody. Yeah, his <laughs> son. Like, I'm not putting this shit on. <laughs> Colin, you got anything going on? No, they got Chet Hayes, his other son. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I mean, it takes a weird, uh, surreal twist in the middle of the movie. I didn't. I don't know how I felt about that. The oh, whole... the dream sequence? Yeah. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. That just shows some more of his neuroses. <laughs> right. So then you're like, well, is this all in his head or is this real? It's just, just inability to be happy. Yeah. Oh. A lot of it is just like, it's him. He's just unable to be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this is this was written by Charlie Kaufman, uh, whom I also saw his movie Adaptation, starring Nicolas Cage. And Nicolas Cage. And Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yep. <laughs> As two brothers. I think he's playing Charlie Kaufman in that. Oh, probably. Uh, that's a weird movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, uh, and Kaufman's probably written a bunch of other movies that I have not seen as well. I know the name. I think he's fairly prolific as a writer. Yeah. Um, and so that, that seems like a theme in some of his movies, just like this, you know. Yeah. Everyone's alone forever. Yeah. In a bit, <laughs> an ability to feel love and happiness and, yeah, Stuff. everyone is a robot. So yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I wouldn't watch this movie if you're in a bad mood. <laughs> oh, definitely or not. Or, or at risk of anything. Yeah, you know, because uh, or if you're feeling lonely, I'd say skip it. Because for sure, only make you feel worse. Yeah, maybe watch Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that movie. That's also good. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Yeah, not the, the second one though. You haven't seen the sequel? <laughs> no, I'm waiting. <laughs> Waiting for you to watch it. I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> oh god, this was this was a good movie though. I'm glad it was it's nominated. It was it was a pretty solid plot. Um, you know, just looking at this this character and 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 also this woman he meets that also has is not happy with her life and it doesn't seem to really have much. That's going to change for her. Yeah. <laughs> make her seem happier. But Oh, man. But that's kind of the part when, when the bump, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's weird because, like, you watch movies like this where you're like, these people are going nowhere in their lives. Yeah. But then there's always someone that can look at you and say the same thing, yeah. and you're like, ugh. Yeah, because that was the thing. I'm like, I'm like, ooh, this plot, I'm like, there's, this plot's going to hit too, too close to home for some people. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to see this and be like, Oh no! <laughs> like anyone who works in a call center, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then it's just like it's not like a terrible ending, but it's not a happy ending either. No, it's like it doesn't get better. It's just a life ending. It's just <laughs> the first season of Mad Men ending. Have fun with this jizz robot. Oh, <laughs> he buys a jizz robot. 
<laughs> it speaks Japanese. It's got a boob. I think it's called Anamarisa. Anamarisa? Yeah, it means uh, goddess of something. I don't know. Oh, goddess of love? Yeah, right? Is that what she end. says? Yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, that was also great because they say Anamalisa in the movie. Oh, they totally do. And She's then like, they explain it, which I'm is like, fucking funny. It's like, nice. <laughs> She's like, I learned the word anomaly from your book. And he's like, you're my Anamalisa. And she's like, oh my God, that's great. Cause it's like anomaly and my name together. And, and I was the like, title of the movie. Like, hey, Aha. chill out. We're not all fucking idiots. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> so then... I give it a, I give it a shared refer- referral. Yep. I like it. Yeah. I'd say check it out. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Can you think of like two silly questions you would have to ask someone before you could tell them they can watch it? Uh, how do you feel about puppet sex? <laughs> and are you okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe switch those around. Like, hey, are you okay? Yeah. How do you feel about puppet sex? Uh, <laughs> feel okay about it? Go watch this movie. <laughs> before either of those answers change. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty good stuff. I'd say so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else to say about it? No. No. Uh, I think we covered it. it good. Well. Uh, yeah, it was pretty straightforward. Yeah, I hope it wins an Oscar. You gonna watch the Oscars? They're in two weeks, I think. Probably not. <laughs> it's like okay. four hours. I know. I'm wait for all the tweets about yeah, it. You just find out the next day. It's like, here's everyone that won. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> uh, there is a comedian who actually says, like, watching the Oscars is like, um, oh, shit. Or any awards show. It's like, you know, the only thing interesting is who won. <laughs> yeah. It's not like a sports game. Well, you know? I think they compared the two. Maybe something like watching the awards is like, um, going to a graduation for someone you don't know, oh, <laughs> like yeah. like at a place where you don't know anyone. <laughs> yes, yes. And you just sit there and you just watch people get awards, and then you're like, okay, I'm gonna leave now. It's been five <laughs> hours and some speeches and stuff. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, so that's what they said. I wish I could remember the comedian. What do they do when there's a commercial? I think like, they get to the get place. up and go to the bathroom and stuff. Oh, that's nice. I guess. Maybe. But there's a lot of commercials. I think. Maybe it's all pre-taped. It's not pre-taped. How do you know? Because they told me. They can say anything's live, but still pre-tape it. or have. I mean, there's a delay, but it's like 15 seconds. Yeah. In case someone says, you know. A word. But. (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea what they get to do. I've not had the opportunity to go to the Oscars. (laughs) None of my performances have been nominated. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. And they never will be. (laughs) (laughs) Someday. I'll just be an old ass bitch and I'll finally be nominated for You get the Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. Well, like that woman who did, um, what was that movie a couple years ago where it follows, the movie is named after the woman and Steve Coogan is in it. Oh, Coog. It's about like a news reporter or something who goes with a woman to find her, ad- like the kid that she put up for adoption. Remember what that's called? No, uh, I've never heard of this. It looked pretty good. It was up for a nominee, and like the the woman who Alan Partridge himself, <laughs> Steve Coogan, the woman who was in it, 
Uh, that was her first acting role ever. Huh. She got nominated for the award. Oh, like um, Precious. Yeah. Say. Yep. You know, I'm not even trying to say her name. I don't know because <laughs> it would sound like I'm trying to make fun of her if right. I try to guess what her name is. I don't know her last name either. It's uh, it's they're both tough. <laughs> but also, the girl from Twelve Years a Slave. Um, Lupita Nyong'o. Yes. Who was in Star Wars? Recently. Uh, what? The Force Awakens. She was um the alien with the the glasses. Oh, okay. It's like, where's that Chewbacca? All right. Where's that sweet Wookiee? A lot of cool cameos in that movie. In the Star Wars. Oh yeah, movie. like uncredited ones. Yeah. Or uh, or people that like you f- like the nurse was um, Christopher Lee's, I think granddaughter. <laughs> oh okay. Who but cares he was about he was that? like a thousand years old, so like she's sixty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or Carrie Fisher's daughter <laughs> with, mm. with the buns. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Did you got... just look up all the cameos? In the I movie? read an article. Okay. Yeah. It was like, here's all the cameos. And number one, obviously, was Daniel Craig as Stormtrooper who got tricked. Yeah. You know? <laughs> He's like, oh, neat. He's like, my brain doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. So, that's it. I think episode, so. episode, I think. Want to wrap it up? Yeah. Wrap it up. If you have anything to say to us, give us an email. Dindinsmovie at gmail.com. You can check out our website at dindinsmovie.wordpress.com. Uh, it's apparently now, only now, WordPress sent me an email. They're like, hey, you can find us on a search engine now. And I'm like, oh, it only took like four months. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you do that to begin with? Huh. Probably I mean, so, they wanted to see if you'd keep updating. Probably people probably has something to do with people making like link links that like link to things. Really? To like mess up search engine algorithms. I don't know. That's funny. But I didn't do that. Okay. So but I mean Now you can Google us. It I doesn't guess. really matter. You don't need to go to that. You can just you can just uh, subscribe to the podcast and then download it. Subscribe, it. rate and review. Yeah. Like us. You can you can listen to it from the website though, if you're I don't know, crazy. <laughs> Yeah, if you're going to sit in front of your computer and yeah. listen to this. Well, just download it to your phone. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Do it with your phone. Yeah. So thanks for listening, everyone. We love you. <laughs> Michael loves you. Thanks for dinner, Mike. Thanks for the movie, Kim. Bye. Bye.